This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Social media can be really toxic because it's just a platform for people to feel like they are better than other people, and then it just, just puts down others. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're momming today about adulting. Adulting. It can be hard. Some kids know how to do it or learn to know how to do it. Others don't. And some colleges are now teaching it. And I want to bring in Belle Lau. She is a junior at uh, at Berkeley, right? Yes. Welcome. You've organized this this class to teach adulting at your prestigious university. Um, Why? (laughs) Um, I mean, I feel like this is definitely something that everybody needs to learn. I think especially, I think for me, I wanted to create this class because I needed to learn a lot of these adulting skills too. And it's just, it's nothing that you actually learn in school. School's all just like academic and we never just take a step back and be like, you know, we need to learn how to take care of ourselves. What does that mean to take care of yourself though? What is adulting to you? Um, I think for me, it's just like balancing like my mental and physical health at the same time, like maintaining good grades and just knowing how to function in like, quote unquote, the real world. Okay. So when you told your parents that you needed help and you thought your friends and other students needed help with the idea of adulting, what did they, what was their reaction? Um, I mean, I think they were, they were very supportive. They're like, wow, you know, you're starting a class, like your own class at UC Berkeley. But at the same time, it's like I they know, you know and, and I know that my parents have taught me a lot of how to live independently and be prepared for college. But at the same time, there are a lot of things that we kind of struggle with that my our, my like my parents may not be able to help me with because, for instance, I'm an out of state student, so I'm I'm pretty far away from my parents and I can't always rely on them when I need help with things like, for example, like knowing how to budget my money and be like financially, um, not necessarily frugal but being careful of what I spend and not always have, being like oh, I can rely on my parents to give me money, but no, now I have to, I'm spending my own money and knowing how, like, this is where I need to limit my spending. Should Things that like. have been something, do you think, that even high school should have had some sort of modern home ec kind of class to, to teach you these skills? I honestly, um, I honestly feel that these adulting um, responsibilities or skills should be taught in high school because, Um, I don't necessarily think that it's too late to learn them in college, but I think it's very important to feel fully prepared for college, not just like the studying aspect of it, but also being able to, um, like I mentioned before, live independently. So how popular is this class? Um, How many years has it been going on? I believe it's a 12-week program and you get credit for it? 
Yes. Yeah. It's 12 weeks. It's one unit, um, pass, no pass. And we started last semester. So we've only done it for one semester. And um, last semester we had 100 students apply and there were only 30 spots. And this semester we were like, well, if there's, that, there's already that many people that are interested, then we increased it to two sections. So this semester we're having 60 spots. And I actually just checked our applications and we have currently 130 applications and there's still like four days left to apply. So, so what, do you, what do you learn? What do you teach? And who teaches week one, for instance? Um, yeah, so just a couple of the topics that we cover. So the first week is goal setting. Um, and um, my co-facilitator and I actually teach that first week just because also the class is a lot of introduction, like the syllabus and the course and everything. Um, but we also have guest speakers come in for things like budgeting and managing your money. So we have an econ teacher who does that, a uh, high school econ teacher. Um, and then there's like stress management and mental health. So we have like a psychology professor that's going to come in and speak on that as well as some other um, psychology PhD candidates. And then there's like resume building and um, how to approach job interviews. Those are just a few of the topics that we cover. Laundry? Um, so we don't cover like very specific like chores type things. And I we did have a course evaluation at the end of the semester, last semester, to see what other topics people want to learn. And I feel like a lot of the things are more big picture rather than like chores. So what were the most common topics, the top three that, that students were interested in learning? Number one is definitely taxes. <laughs> okay. Um, I think also a lot of just money management too, for sure. People like that. And then um, I didn't mention this one either, but time management, people found that very helpful. So um, last semester, we also had a psychology professor come in to talk about time management and knowing how to build good routines and productive habits. When you say we needed help, learning how to file taxes and, and budgeting, that, that's honest. I mean, that is, that's difficult to do. Um, yeah. But some of the other skills, time management, for instance, or how to de-stress, it, 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 it might be jarring or alarming to, to a lot of people listening that someone as brilliant and as smart as you and your peers don't know this. How is that possible? Is there a disconnect between um, school and society or, or family life and what's required in the real world? I feel like developing these skills of like managing your time or stress don't necessarily have to do with our intellect. I think that's a lot of more mental and emotional like balance. And so I think that one of the things specifically for me that I found kind of surprising with college that I didn't expect was how stressful it was and how much work it is and how much time you have to put into um, keeping good grades. And so when you pile on all those things and because like college is so competitive and you feel like, oh, I need to get, I have to get this job or opportunity or this internship, you just pile everything onto your schedule and you start to kind of lose yourself. So for it me, it's hard. So yeah, is the quest and and the and the the goal of getting that that dream job that you know, whether it be high paying or the exact position that you want. What do you think is behind that? Is there a fear that the job market might not have um, positions available? 
Is it the fear that salaries are too low to cover the cost of, of education? Um, I feel like it's more everybody's just competing for these higher paying jobs, like wanting to go into the medical field um, or law or computer engineering. And so everybody's just trying to get to the top. And so in that case, people are more like competing against each other rather than competing against themselves. You know what also happens? The more intellectual and driven a a lot of students are. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The less they know about the hyper-competitiveness, if you will, means mm-hmm. you're, the, the stuff that may be easier or might require more common sense kind of gets cast to the side a little bit, Right. Yeah, I think people definitely focus less on their well-being as they focus more on school and academics. Um, adulting is a word now. I mean, there's T-shirts that say <laughs> adulting or, I, you know, mom, yeah. mothers use it all the time. Like, I just don't want to adult today. When mm-hmm. do you think that started? Um, I feel like that, I mean, it's definitely started in my my generation. I feel like as we rely more on the technological innovations and, you know, maybe our parents to help us kind of guide us through life. We tend to realize that we're not learning these things that we don't necessarily think are basic adulting skills, but they are. And this is like every, like everybody should know how to handle um, their well-being. You hit the nail on the head, I think, when you said these technical and technological innovations they make life easier, but they kind of erase a lot of the uh, the baby steps, if you will. So you would be Generation Z. Do I have that correct? Yeah. How do you define your your generation as being different from the one ahead of you, millennials? I feel like for me, I'm just trying to like kind of distance myself from trying to rely on technology to make our lives easier, because in that case, then we then when we come across certain conflicts or issues, we aren't sure how to approach them if we don't know the proper skills. So I feel like a lot of these things with adulting is to just really distance ourselves from technology because I feel like we're so consumed in things like social media, for instance, that we fail to see like bigger problems in our own lives. What kind of social media do you use? Um, I mainly just use Instagram. <laughs> so, so when I read that, you know, Facebook's not as popular and... I don't know, just that certain social media sites that were once cool, even Snapchat, aren't as cool anymore. That's true. I yeah, for sure. I yeah, I stopped. I I used to use Facebook and Snapchat, and I just stopped using them. I'm like slowly. I'm not really even using Instagram as much anymore. I feel like social media can be very toxic because it's just a platform for people to feel like they are better than other people and then it just just puts down others and it's just it just seems like a lot of cause of self-judgment so what i'm hearing from you is that there is a a real pushback 
on the conveniences, the technology, the social media, all the stuff that's supposed to make things better and easier. There's kind of this quest for something organic, maybe something a little slower or easier. Um, And there seems to be dissatisfaction. Yeah, I feel like at this point, it's too fast paced. And people are just trying to catch up rather than like take a step back and be like, you know, what is actually happening here? Like, what what are the problems? What are the things that like we need to focus on? What are your guidance counselors, professors? What are the uh, the older people who are steering your course? What, what what are their recommendations on how to deal with some of this? A lot of like for for instance for stress management, I th- a lot we had somebody actually recommend like meditation and things like and um, which. In this case, it's separating yourself from technology, you know, not always going on your phone, going on your laptop when you need to take a break from studying, but just just kind of like eliminating yourself from the world and just focusing on like de-stressing and methods like that. So concentration on self-awareness. Um, yeah. And, and you, uh, you facilitate this course with another student, correct? Yes. Okay. And you guys are in this on the same page or does she or he feel a little bit differently than you? How how does this work with organizing the class? Well, in terms of like, well, we thought of, we kind of just together thought of this idea of adulting. Um, My co-facilitator and I, we both feel that there are things, there are aspects that we struggle in. And so when we were coming up with the topics that we wanted to cover, some of them were things that she struggled with and some of the things where some of the topics were things that I struggled with and then stuff that we both collectively did. So there are definitely things that um, I feel, I guess, more trained in than she does and vice versa. But overall, there we were like, oh, I think that these types of things are areas that people also need improvement in besides just us. So it are was you, more of a effort. At what age would you consider yourself an adult? Do you consider yourself an adult? Um, I do feel like I I would be an adult at this point because I am living on I am living away from home and I'm trying to support myself financially without relying on my parents as much. Mm-hmm. So in that case, yeah. Okay, and how old are you? I'm 20. Okay, so I so going living away from mom and dad on your mm-hmm. own in college. Who pays your tuition? My parents still pay but, my tuition. But, <laughs> yeah. but you have I'm to do all, all the extras, the food, the clothes, the, the going out, all that stuff. Okay. So yeah. so that yeah. defines an adult. I think when I was your age, I might have defined adult as maybe having a mortgage. <laughs> mm-hmm. do, you yeah. want, do you want to own a house? I do. I do. Yeah, my parents have been talking out. They always tell me like, oh, yeah, you know, you've got to get property soon and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, man, that seems so far away. But What about having a family? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to have a family. And at what age-ish would these things happen in an ideal Uh, world for you? I think starting a family for me would probably be like late 20s, early 30s. Okay, that was actually earlier than I would have expected you to say. (laughs) Yeah, um, and then buying a house would probably be like mid-20s. We do surveys all the time on where Gen Z is, where Millennial is, and, and those are the numbers. And I always thought 
I would always push them back. Oh, okay, millennials, Gen Z, they don't want to do this stuff until their 30s, their mid-30s. But you proved us wrong. The surveys and the polls are right. <laughs> Mid-20 on. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Belle. And um, good luck with the class and for teaching me a little bit about adulting and how we can prepare our kids so they're not in your situation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Good luck with school. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.